Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast on the World Football Index. On today's show, we'll be breaking down one of the most promising Paraguayan youngsters, Ivan Franco of Libertad. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined, as always, by Tom Robinson. Tom, what is it about a kind of young, long, lanky player with hair that, that is attractive to us? We just recorded a podcast on Facundo Polistri, and here we are dipping right back into that well with Ivan Franco. Oh, I mean, in terms of the, the hair stakes, then there's not many youngsters that kind of can replicate Ivan Franco's uh, barnet at the moment. I think um, certainly something about him does sort of hark back to that kind of shaggy haired sort of Maradona when he's just like a, a young kid. There's there's something about I mean, not not to compare him in any way with Maradona and, uh, you know, that level of skills. But there, there's something about, you know, that kind of scruffy little kid from the barrio just pulling out all the tr- that draws your eye to Ivan Franco straight away. So let me get this straight, Tom, just for those who, who may have missed that that last point. You are, in fact, comparing him to, to Maradona, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm comparing him to probably some kind of at least the way he has his hair, some kind of mixture of David Luiz and maybe a bit of early Maradona and a little bit like Screech from Saved by the Bell as well. I think there's a there's a bit of that in him when he's got his, his hair a bit shorter. All right. On that note, let's jump right into it. <laughs> um, Franco, a 19-year-old attacking player for Libertad. The counting numbers are quite impressive. He's already scored 20 goals for Libertad. Uh, he scored 11 last year. Um, in the league for Libertad, he scored in the Libertadores so far this year in Libertad's 3-2 win over Caracas. Um, Tom, the goals, I think, are the thing that, that stand out at the top of the page. But he's not just a scorer. He's a good finisher. He's a good scorer. He also picked up his fair share of assists. Yeah, I think what's what's really exciting about him is is how hard it is to sort of pigeon pigeonhole him into one specific role you know he's got that dribbling close control trickery that you that you could see from from like a tricky winger but then he's also got a really good eye for a pass and and a, and a good sort of clinical through ball that that you could easily see him operating as number 10 but as you said his stats in terms of goal scoring for for a young player uh, are really impressive you know he's he's the way he kind of pops up and you know at the back post or or volleys in a volleys in an effort is certainly someone who could could easily fill that kind of second striker role as well. So um, the fact that he yeah he's he, it's quite hard to pin exactly what his best position is and uh, and what exactly you're going to get from him. He's 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 got that little bit of magic about him. You know it's, he's he's the type of player that can always pull off something absolutely audacious um, and. Yeah, certainly there's a couple of videos out there of, of some of his finishes, like one way he just kind of gets through and then calm as you like, pulls it off a ridiculous scoop over the goalkeeper, just like a one that's far, like far more of a, a an up and under kind of chip than it needs to be really, but just aesthetically very, very enjoyable as, as well as some of those nice sort of first time volleys that he's capable of. And he, he's someone who scores all types of goals as well. You know, shots from outside the area, sort of first time snapshots, um, really good poacher instincts as well, just to kind of be sniffing around that six yard box and, and, and tapping balls in. So yeah, he's, he's certainly been someone for, you know, for a couple of years now, who's, who's been performing at a high level, uh, um, well, high level of performance uh, to, uh, on a regular basis. He's already got, 
I think about 85 odd appearances for for Libertad there. So he's already racked up a phenomenal amount of experience for for someone who's who's still not even 20. So yeah, really really exciting and um, someone who yeah I I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more of. In my notes, Tom, for this podcast under Ivan Franco, I have written he just scores, which I think is is, is a is, is a fairly is a is a fair uh, assessment of his abilities and what he does, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he does a bit more than just. Scores, of course, but no, it was in the sense of <laughs> there's no one particular way that he's gonna. It's he just scores in in as you said all of the ways he's got the shot from distance he's got the volley to finish he's got the tap-ins he's got all of them kind of come in I also to be fair have written not just a score two points ahead of that so the point being he just finds a way to put the ball in the back of the net yeah definitely I think yeah if he finds a way to do whatever he does he he manages to he manages to do it you know he's got quick feet protects the ball really well surprisingly good header of the ball as well for someone who's um well, I read that that he's only five foot five, but he, he doesn't seem that small when you watch it. That's just a uh, relatively in the Paraguayan league as maybe maybe they're not the tallest league, but certainly he's someone who's who's a tall five foot five if if that is uh, an accurate uh, height for him. But yeah, he's 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 quick, he's intelligent, he's got the de- uh, you know that little spark about him. I think he's someone who, as far as the fans uh, watching go someone you fall in love with straight away because he's he is that typical South American inventive sort of attacking midfielder forward. So yeah, very, very enjoyable um player and, and probably you feel due a move at, at this stage. Quickly back to the point of height, there's some differing remarks on that. I, I saw that as well, reported as five foot five. On Soccer Way, his height is listed in uh, centimeters, which obviously sends me straight to Google to figure out what that means in, in feet and inches. <laughs> that's not something I figured out yet. Uh, they list him at five foot eight, so some differing numbers there. It's I I can't fathom him being five foot five. And if he's five foot five, then the rest of the league he's playing against is five three. Um, so <laughs> I, I Jefferson Sotelda. Yeah, I think I think five eight is is much more to the 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 fair number of of where his height is actually at. You bring up the moves. I think kind of the big kind of flashing red light transfer that caught the attention of everybody was that uh, PSG were reportedly interested. They may in fact have been interested. I think it's it's far too early for that. I think what would be a lot more kind of on par with what you'd expect at this point as as a 19-year-old, MLS clubs were reportedly very interested. Columbus Crew, chief among them, um, they signed Lucas de Arleon this uh, a few months ago. There was talk that maybe they would be looking at Franco as well. I think that is kind of maybe the type of thing that you would see a club like Atlanta United in the States, a club like LAFC, LA Galaxy, something like that. One of kind of the bigger money, bigger name MLS clubs coming in, paying for him to fill the the Joseph Martinez straight goal scorer role maybe a little bit before an eventual move on beyond that. I think that's probably the smarter move for him right now because I even though the numbers are good, even though the early finishing numbers are good, he looks like he's a good finisher. If he were to move to a giant club like PSGA, it's hard to envision him getting significant match time with that type of move right now. Are you trying to say that Sol de America and General Diaz uh, are somehow um, 
not up, up to the highest standard, Austin? Is that what you're trying to say? All right. When I'm watching tape for this podcast, I literally sent you a message that said, it is unfathomable to me the consistently high lines that are played in the Paraguayan League because these teams just continually plant their back four, 40 yards from their goal and then just watch dumbfounded as Franco slips a pass to another attacker to run in one-on-one with the goalkeeper or he's making the run in one-on-one himself. Like, at some point, you should probably not set your line that high, right? Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. It's, it's kind of a weird um, sort of dichotomy with the Paraguayan League in terms of there's there's clearly quite a big gulf between the, the best of teams in the league. You know, you look at your Libertads, Olympia, Cerro Porteño, um, even Guarani right, right now, are, they're, they're all like good clubs who consistently get to the latter stages of the Libertadores. And it's... I think it's yeah, it's really hard to judge Paraguayan sort of players because you do get a lot of young players getting their chance for you know earlier than they probably would even compared to other South American leagues, racking up some good numbers. Sometimes getting that early move to to Mexico or or another club around uh, around the league and kind of going quiet for a little bit. So it's always hard to to really judge just the levels of these young players coming through. But I think Ivan Franco is one of those guys who, even among his peers, is really kind of a cut above and, and something different. He he feels almost like a throwback kind of player that maybe we don't see quite as much of uh, these days. And I think you're right to say that MLS is probably going to be um, a, a good place for him to go because that's just not the type of player that sort of certainly North America seems to produce as much and we've seen diminutive number 10s fit in really well there from from Latin America and especially given their kind of shift now towards picking up young prospects from from South America before going on uh, to Europe if they if they do kick on from there so I think yeah Franco definitely does have something uh, a bit special about him um PSG always found that a bit of a weird move maybe something more of a agent talk to try to bump up his value but he's he's recently signed actually in the in the, in the last week or so a new contract that um is going to give him five more years with the club although i don't think either of us think that he will actually be there for uh for, for that long there's been you know italian clubs dortmund as well who've, who've been sort of sniffing around but certainly i think either one of those big mls clubs or maybe someone uh, sort of a, maybe a left field shout from Europe you know I think I, I think he's physically I'd I'd want to see him in a more challenging league before saying yeah he's definitely ready to go to Europe right now but you know you could you could definitely see him being a hit maybe in the in the Dutch league or something like that where he can sort of learn maybe a bit more tactically and and sort of get his first taste of, of European football even though as, as we both said MLS does seem more of a good option uh, for him at the moment. And uh, I mean, talking of Libertad and the team that he's currently in, I I mean, before all the leagues got shut down, they were absolutely flying and they've, they've got quite a, quite an impressive looking squad. Uh, Do do you think they could do something in the Libertadores this year, Austin? I definitely do. I mean, we saw them fairly successful in in last year's Libertadores. Um, They made the, the round of 16, um, I think they could absolutely reach that stage again. They've won their first two matches. They've obviously yet to play Boca, who's the, the best team in their group. But on six points with 
a group that also has Caracas and fairly underwhelming Independiente Medellin. I think you can absolutely see them getting out of the group. And I think the renewed contract that, that you mentioned um, that happened last Wednesday, as you said, through 2025, there's absolutely no chance he sees out all of that contract. But it kind of signals to me that maybe Libertad are tempted to play the longer game here and okay, sign him to this, this longer contract that will allow us to get a bigger fee down the line. And that maybe suggests that the player himself is more inclined to that sort of plan for now. Um, still just 19, obviously has a little bit of time, could play out the rest of this year at Libertad, whatever that ends up looking like, before maybe looking at moving on. I think the really intelligent thing that a big club could do would be to buy him and then then loan him out and and let him develop somewhere. Um, Obviously, that opens up a whole different bag of tricks. But this is a player that I think once he proves it at the next move, whatever that next move is, if that's MLS, if that's the Dutch League, if that's, you know, Boca or, or River in Argentina, once he proves it at the next move, I think that's when the values will, you know, skyrocket. And you'll see those numbers just start climbing. And so... If there were a club that maybe wanted to get in early and then even loan him to a South American, a big South American club to, to let him develop a little bit, I think that could be an intriguing tact for lesser name European club to take at this point to try and get in and beat everybody out to him early, but still give him that time to develop. I don't think that's probably what's going to happen, but I think it would be an interesting kind of strategy for, for, for a club to maybe take. Yeah, for sure. I, I I think I'd definitely be broadly behind that. I, I think it's one of those things that presumably with the new contract, his his buyout clause may have gone up a little bit because I think it was as little as around kind of um, eight million uh, before on, on his old contract. So you kind of think that that would allow certainly you could see why one of the big clubs would say, hey, let's take a little gamble on on this guy, loan him back out to maybe a bigger club in, in South America or um, or maybe even yeah in, in MLS um, and then kind of see how he develops from there. It might mean that if he's got that new increased buyout clause, it might be just that little bit too prohibitive for um, those kind of second string nations um, to, to sort of spend that kind of cash and then not expect an immediate return. So it's going to be... It's going to be interesting for sure. I think um, it's it's weird because he's one of those players that even though he's still really young and ordinarily I would probably say, yeah, you know, um, another another couple of years would probably be you know a, a sensible thing. I think he is actually ready now to, to maybe move away to even if it is just within South America that I, th- I think he's not necessarily done everything he can do at Libertad because, um, you know, like we said, they, they've got a good squad there that could do something on the continental scene. He's, he's won a Copa Paraguay. He's, he's been a league runner up. So maybe he'll, he'll think there's some unfinished business to at least win a league um, when that does get going again. But um, um, I think it is a case that he, he, he's got a lot of experience. I feel, feel like Libertad have brought in almost, almost with an eye to kind of see him move on. Um, You know, they've got the new contract. They know they're going to get some, guaranteed big bucks for him the fact they've brought in Hector Vigelva they've also got Sebastian Ferreira who 
Um, I think he's only 22 and he's been on absolute fire ever since he's he's come back to Paraguay and it is another one that I think people should should keep an eye on and they've got the young uh, Julio Enciso who's just a 16 year old with a massive um, future as well so I kind of feel like especially with the big man Oscar Cardozo still doing a job up front they're actually kind of well placed for life after Franco if that makes sense he's he's only started one of the four league games that they played or that he's yeah he's only started one of the eight I think um, games that that sort of went underway um, in the league there and and sort of come off the bench in three others so from someone who's gone from a you know a guaranteed starter ever since he kind of broke into the squad and, and playing you know good thirty games um, a season for the last two seasons you almost think are oh, Libertad yeah maybe are they already starting to think about life after Franco I want to ask you now Tom. Um, an addition of something or nothing, which is where I'm going to read you something about Franco, and you're going to tell me if it's something or if it's nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay. With Libertad, he's made 71 starts and has been substituted off 50 times. Is that something or is it nothing? Mm, I think it's it does certainly point to um, a lack of a lack of stamina, a lack of sort of maybe physical conditioning. Where you know you see a lot of players, especially when they play that much, you know they they often don't maybe make the full ninety minutes. And he doesn't. That is why I think he's perhaps not quite ready for that European move yet. Because I don't I, I don't know how you know how often he's doing his defensive duties. I don't know if he's someone who's going to be able to at this stage in his development at least yeah sort of play week in week out full 90 minutes I think there's no question about the numbers he's putting up but it could I while I wouldn't say it's anything to worry about too much I would say it's definitely uh, an interesting thing to note and and maybe does uh, suggest that there's still some physical work he, he should be doing that is a really high number for me and I, I think I'm with you I don't think it would really concern me or put me off but to start 71 games and only make it the 90 and 21 of them, that I think that's too big of a number for it to just be happenstance where, oh, they get a big lead and they pull them off or whatever. I, it's, it's, just a, it's just a big number, and it, it stood out to me when I was kind of looking at the actual numbers with him. Uh, one final thing to note here, Tom, he did make his Paraguay debut, played 57 minutes, and then was subbed off, of course, um, for Paraguay against <laughs> Jordan in September. Um, he's somebody that I think we can expect to see a lot of in a Paraguay shirt going forward. Maybe not right away, but certainly down the line. Yeah, there's a lot of um, interesting young talents there um, coming through in, in Paraguay and, and guys maybe just in that kind of age bracket above him who are sort of that, reaching that sort of 25 years old bracket that are sort of hopefully going to come into to some form and, and get Paraguay back on the map. But I definitely think of certainly of his age group that there's He's probably the standout player right now. There's a, there's a quite a few exciting players who maybe just a year or two younger than him. Lopez at Olympia, uh, Inciso, obviously, who I mentioned before, and, and Ovila at, at Cerro, Cerro Porteño. These guys who are sort of coming through at ridiculously young ages um, and I think are, are going to be one torch as well. So, yeah, Paraguay always an interesting league to follow in terms of some of the young players they produce. Not quite as glamorous, um, but, you know, certainly decent. And one thing as well, I think um, 
well a couple of things actually just to, to mention before we finish up is one there's a, there's a good article um or an interview that he uh, franco actually did with uh wfi's very own louis smith as well which is uh definitely worth checking out on on the site there and also you know this is one of my favorite topics but nicknames do you, do you want to hazard a guess at some of his uh, his nicknames, Austin? I want no part of this conversation, so I will leave you to whatever you have cooked up. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's not my ones. These are these are ones from the always reliable Wikipedia. So, I think my as well as uh, the quite predictable Ivan el Terrible, Ivan the Terrible. Um, there's also one that I enjoy quite a lot, which was Bob Patino, which for all of our Spanish or non-Spanish speakers is the Spanish version of Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. So are you having that, Austin? I can get behind that. That one's okay. Yeah. I can deal with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I like it. The, the Paraguayan Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I can feel that. I'm all right with that. Better than your <laughs> usual output. Uh, um, well, yeah, probably because it wasn't mine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Very, very true. I think one final thing before we wrap up, Tom, in talking about Paraguay, and I may be completely off base here, I believe they have a policy where clubs have to play a certain number of young players, whether that's in the 11 or in the match day squad. Am I correct in assuming that? And is that maybe part of the reason why we see so many young players coming up through that league right now? I'm pretty sure you're correct. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that detail exactly off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that that is the case. Um, certainly, there has to be. I mean. Pretty much all the league is is mainly home homegrown talents anyway, but um, I think that has to be. Emmanuel Adebayor would like a word. He's not a homegrown well, talent. Well, yeah. To be fair, they are getting some uh, foreign imports, be it um, Adebayor for Olympia or or even in their sort of uh, prison system at the moment with Ronaldinho. But um, so maybe Paraguay are going more international. But certainly, from what I remember, there is uh, yeah, there is a sort of a x amount of young players that need to be in the squad but still you do see some you know i think of for Cerro Porteño came through when he was on 14 or 15 or something like that so you do get some ridiculously young players getting lots of game time earlier than maybe even some of their south american counterparts if any of our listeners have a better answer to that question not that your answer was bad uh, i would certainly be <laughs> that came off as, as significantly more mean than it was intended to but if any no, of our listeners fine. have a, a more detailed answer to that question, I, I would certainly love to hear it because I, I do find it so fascinating. Tom, anything else from you before we wrap up? No, that that's everything. I think, um, yeah, one of uh, the sort of more maverick uh, talents that uh, we've looked at and, and someone who, uh, like some of our picks, could potentially go a number of different uh, varieties um, in terms of their career path. Um, so yeah, one that uh, I look forward to, to uh, sort of previewing or reviewing rather in, uh, in a year's time, just to see where he's ended up. That's all for us on today's show. Be sure to follow the world football index for all the latest from us. All that's left for me to say is thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.